Welcome to Quick Brain, bite-sized brain hacks for busy people who want to learn faster and achieve more. I'm your coach, Jim Quick. Free your mind. Let's imagine if we could access 100% of our brain's capacity. I wasn't high, wasn't wired, just clear. I knew what I needed to do and how to do it. I know Kung Fu. Show me. Welcome back, Quick Brain. Your question for today is, how do you keep from burning out? And I think this is something everybody's struggling with right now. Everyone's working so hard and they feel like they're not working hard enough. They're trying to get to the bottom of their to-do list. And I'm excited to have this conversation with Nicole Lappin. And she has a brand new book called Becoming Superwoman. And I would say that this episode is not just for super woman is for super man men too, too. That's totally okay. yeah good because we can also burn out also absolutely and that space is so important so notice that it doesn't say superwoman like the character right and it's just a... becoming a super space woman or Ooh. a super space man and that, like that space allows for you the person because so often we just don't put our oxygen mask on first before helping others mm. they don't say that in the plane just to fill time before takeoff and working like crazy is driving us crazy it happens to me I completely burned out and so I knew if it was happening to me then it was happening to so many others men and women included so people see you um, all of us from the outside right they 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 know you're a New York Times best-selling author uh, you're anchor on the on the CNN and CNBC all the and, alphabet uh, soups <laughs> right right financial correspondent for the Today Show and you're doing your you're on, you're on stages, you're on, te on television, you're writing all these books. Trying to be all things to all people means mm -hmm. you're nothing to yourself. Wow. And I think so often we just try to do it all and we think we can't have it all. And there's a huge difference between doing it all and having it all. People often say, can I have it all, right? That's the big question. Right. And my answer is yes but only if you define what having it all means. So what does it all mean to you? And first, if you define that, then you can actually achieve it without changing the bar all the time. We never get our brains to the other side of happiness or balance. We always think when we get there, then we'll be happy. When we get this amount of money or that salary, and then we compare ourselves to others and we say, they must have it all. Oh, so but funny. first it's like, hey, actually, Figure out what having it all is. Maybe you're already there and that's okay. And you don't have to keep changing the goalposts because that's the recipe for burnout. So it's really tough on our mental health because people aren't having this conversation enough when they're comparing themselves to everybody else, especially in the world that we live in now where you have social media and everyone's looking at everybody's perfect, highly filtered, curated life and the grass is always greener. But maybe it's not greener, maybe it's, maybe it's artificial turf. There's this whole digital depression and you and I we were talking about burnout and how the, the World Health Organization, I mean, this is an official like thing that's going on. It's an official condition now because it is so widespread. I did the largest study ever done on burnout uh, and wow. it found that women are nearing burnout and breakdowns in the 80% level. And what's so fascinating about that is that only 50% of us think that there's a problem. You know, there's a difference between swimming and not drowning. Not drowning is not okay either. And right. so I think when we look at those statistics, we realize we're not alone and that there is something that has to change. We've leaned so far into everything that we're falling over. If you feel burnt out or you feel so exhausted and you feel so tired, maybe it's not because you're doing too much. Maybe you're not doing enough of the things that make you come alive and, and feel alive. 
where does self-love and self-care come into the equation? I think that self-care is the biggest asset or liability in your career. So I'm the business lady. Yeah. I wrote business books and finance books, and I redefined the financial dictionary in real English. This is probably also why I'm single and have no life is because in the back of my books, I rewrite dictionaries. And so using finance terms, I think that self-care when it's off, it can crush you. It can bring you to rock bottom like it did for me. And when it's on point, it can bring you more success than you ever imagined. And you're right, comparison is the thief of all joy. And that's what happens when we're constantly on social media. So when I experienced burnout and a subsequent breakdown, I got off all social media. I did a complete digital detox. I took all the apps off my phone mm -hmm. and I felt like I was going through withdrawal. I felt like I was addicted, mm -hmm. right? My book, all of my books are 12 step plans because the first step is a Meaning you have a problem and we all have issues. I have more issues than Vogue, but it's first when you actually say what that problem is that you take away some of its power and you can actually address it. You, you're pretty explicit in terms of what you share in yeah. terms of your personal life in the book. Yeah, I mean, I'm it always. Is, you are, are. I mean, you're, you're, you're so raw and, and real. And, uh, and I think that's why it's so relevant right now more than ever had to have these kind of conversations because I think people feel like they're alone they're going through these challenges by themselves and everyone else has it all has it all figured out. And from the outside, it looked like I had it all figured out, right? Mm -hmm. I was this New York Times bestselling author. I was promoting my second book. I had been on TV, network news for more than a decade. And so from all outward appearances, I looked like I had everything on point. And the number one question I kept getting asked at events across the country was, how do you stay so balanced all the time? And the real answer is I never lied to my readers or like you, right. you know, people can tell whether you're being real or not. And the only way I know how to tell a story is to tell it really honestly. And so yeah. I said, I'm not, I'm not balanced. And in fact, you can't pour from an empty cup. And my cup mm. was so empty. And I came up with a system of how to actually do that, how to hack balance and productivity and happiness in a tangible way, not this woo-woo stuff. I went on this whole mission because right after my second book tour, I had a complete mental, physical, and emotional burnout and subsequent breakdown that led me to an emergency hospitalization where I had to rethink everything. I had hit my own personal rock bottom, even from Instagram and all outward appearances. It looked like I was on top of the world. And that's when I needed to rethink everything and how I was working and how I was managing my own day and my own time and my own self-care. So I say that emotional wellness, which is a combination of emotional intelligence or mm -hmm. EQ and mental wellness. So emotional wellness is actually the biggest asset or liability in your career. It's not whether you go to networking events or get your MBA or right. do anything. If you're in the psych ward, like I was, like everything gets canceled. And so nothing matters anymore. And so when you have no points to that section of your life, of the emotional wellness, and you put all of, all of your time and energy in other places, it's going to demand all of your time and energy mm. if you neglect it for too long. And they don't teach you this in even school, like what you teach in terms of uh, financial literacy. That's not taught in school, but certainly they don't teach emotional and social well-being and intelligence. It's crazy. I used to think that if I were in charge of the world, I would have 
money and financial literacy and business literacy be taught in schools. Like we learn the most ridiculous things, right. like the Pythagorean theorem, how to dissect a frog, you right. know, geometry, and we don't learn how to do a budget or taxes or business plan, which would be so much more valuable, which is right. why I created online courses to hopefully fill that void. But now I truly realize the other thing is emotional wellness and self-care. Everyone I think could relate to this because everyone feels like they're on the verge of of um, a breakdown or burning out and they're trying to achieve some kind of balance. What would you recommend for somebody watching or listening to this? Where, where would they where would they start? So the studies that I've looked at and I tried to get like cold hard facts, yeah. you know, you, our brains work very similarly like that. Like I didn't want any woo woo stuff and I tried everything just by trial and error and I didn't come to it as a scientist or a therapist. I just came to this as someone who was an expert more in self hate than self love. And mm. I just needed to figure out for myself how to get it together. And so the studied ways to increase your happiness and balance levels are meditation, um, gratitude, um, sleep, mm -hmm. exercise. These are things you talk about on the show all the time, sure. of course. But for me, I hated the idea of meditation. Right. I was like, I'm not going to go to this studio and pay them a bunch of money or get this app that I pay to be in silence or do this like Om Shanti thing. I'm so confused as to what, like what I can't even even wrap my head around that. And so I found alternative ways to do all of these things that worked for me. So I found that if I took new classes, I learned how to do latte art making or archery or tomahawk throwing or all these random courses that I found in New York City or outside of the city that were repetitive. I just found that that was meditative for me. And then my routine was non-negotiable. So I used to have a routine where I let somebody hijack my day, checking my phone the first thing I did when I woke up. Mm. And I just went into what other people had as their priorities instead of setting intentions and setting the boundaries for myself. I learned so much about boundaries. That's something we definitely don't learn. Mm. And as another superwoman, Shonda Rhimes says, no is a complete sentence. And you can say no in work yeah. and still get ahead. In fact, the more I say no and the more I draw a hard line and hard boundaries, the more success I actually have because I'm I'm more clear on what I want and I set people's expectations up. You know, we're so worried about letting people down by saying no. But in fact, if you don't have time or bandwidth yourself to do something, then you're letting somebody down even more because you're not following through. You're just not able to. Right. And then that's another open loop you have, which creates stress and energies going there and, and that. But I think for self-love, I mean, you hear this phrase self-care and self-love, you know, are not selfish, but saying, when you say yes to somebody, you have to make sure you're not saying no to yourself. That's right. Because you have to protect, you have to set boundaries and borders and protect your time, your energy, your emotions, your, your mental well-being, because, uh, just like putting the oxygen mask on yourself before anybody else. Well, selfish is considered a diss, right? right? It's considered a criticism, especially for women. And you know what's considered a compliment? Is being selfless. And I say, when somebody calls you selfish, just say thank you. Like that is actually taking care of yourself. Being selfless is what should be the diss. And I think that that Hollywood and you know movies and television, they, they built this thing where so you're looking for somebody to complete you or save you, know, you. right yeah and so it, i think it's like this massive gnosis in marketing and media that for for everybody that we have to get you know be 100 percent for ourselves and how can we do that if we're not what you nourish flourishes right and that's what we, we need to be able to do yeah if you want to say um 
you complete me, look in the mirror and do it. I like that. Oh, amazing. So where, where else, what else would you recommend for somebody? So we, we have borders and we have boundaries. We're protecting our time, our energy. We're not over committing to stuff by saying yes to something because we say no to ourselves. Yeah, time is our most valuable asset. I mean, I talk about assets all the time yeah, uh, in true. terms of money. You can always get more money. You, you can't, can't get, get more time. time. Uh, you and I are part of this group um, where that my intent bracelet yeah. is, Chris, who started that company. And so every time he asked me to write a word, I don't, what do you write? Mine, mine is always different. It's, it's always- Depending on the actually, time in your life. I, I, I had one that said uh, superhero you. Oh. And it was like a superhero <laughs> awesome. space you. And yeah, but I like that. I think that part of us is, I mean, just to be a superhuman, not superhuman, like product, super productive. That's wonderful if you could do that. But just being a super human being. Yeah. And that's my woman. whole, totally. Yeah. That's my whole mantra. I used to put time on there. And, and it reminds me that, you know, it is our most valuable asset. And I think the idea of being a super woman or a super space hero, you know, that space allows for you. And when you need a hero, you're not expecting somebody to swoop in and save you. When right. I needed a hero in my darkest moment, I had to become one. I couldn't depend on anybody else to do that for me. And I knew that the journey since then would largely be one that was a solo journey. And I needed to get down with that. And I didn't really even know myself, much less like was able to put a ring on my finger. You know, my, my childhood self wanted this Tiffany blue box. And, and it didn't stipulate in my imagination that there was a guy behind that. So I had that story come to fruition. It was just you know, a little bit different than I would have expected. I love that so much. What would you challenge everybody here to, to do? What's one thing that they could do to, to own like more of who they are? So what is a quick challenge you could do is counting how many times you say I'm sorry during the day. Ooh. And so when What's I first that did that, um, I felt like I was apologizing for everything. And so it puts you in a place of weakness just by the basic things that you say and how you carry yourself. So I said it about 50 times a day, which was nuts. Like when somebody bumped into me, I would say, I'm sorry. Right. And so it, once I was aware of the problem and had that self-awareness that I could tackle it. So that's my quick challenge for you. If you want more of a challenge, um, I would suggest coming up with your goals in one, three, five, seven, ten year increments because mm -hmm. they're more bite sized in the four F's in family, finance, fun. And the new one in this book is fitness, which is mental fitness. Ooh. And if you don't know the destination, there's no way for you to get there. You know, we have these long to do lists. Um, I, I also challenge people to see what they value most by listing the top five things they value. Coming up with what you want and what that picture looks like to you and staying true to that is ultimately what's going to create longevity and long-term sustainable balance so and the, stave off the burnouts and the breakdowns. We don't want those. I like alliteration, but, the, yes. but those other twos can right. be done with. And balance is not something that you necessarily have. You, once you have balance, you just have it. It's something you, you do. So it's more, of Every a, day. it's more of a verb. Every day. I used to cancel meetings with myself all the time. Like if something from work came up and I had a workout scheduled, right. I would be like, yeah, no problem. I have nothing to do. No, no. I had a meeting with myself. We think a thousand times before canceling on other people, mm -hmm. right? We don't want to let it, anyone else down, but it, we would be so quick to say, you know, yeah, for sure, I'm gonna cancel on myself, no problem. Yeah. But keeping those commitments to yourself, um, I think is is so important and it's a skill that we just have to practice every single day. I feel like the best teachers are the best students. 
a we, lifelong. Sometimes student. we teach, including my, myself, you know, by learning challenges, you teach the thing that that you need to learn the most. And uh, and I appreciate you being wearing the cape that you wear because you know when once you share your story, you could inspire other people to be able to to make better change for themselves. Because all the ultimate quest we're all on is just to to be able to to reach or be able to realize more of of that balance and that that potential. But it really starts with saying no to a lot of things that are out there so you can say yes to yourself and having the and protecting your time, protecting your energy, protecting your 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 joy, which you nourish flourishes. And uh, and you're you're just glowing now. So I just I, I appreciate what you, you do because this is the most important topic that people are not talking about enough. And now that we know that this is, you know, when we're talking about burnout, this is, if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of your, your career, the pe people around you, to be able to serve your, your, your mission or any of that, unless this is okay and this is whole. So I highly recommend everybody goes out and gets this book. You could only have to go out. You could go online. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Becoming Superwoman. This is, um, and this is again, amazing for, for men to read and also for, for men to get for the women that they, that they care about. How do people uh, how people stay in touch with you? Um, or find out more at Nicole Lappin, wherever okay. social media is served. Yes. NicoleLappin.com. And we have a course coming out um, at the same time as the book called The Balance School. Oh. So it's an online masterclass that has worksheets and quizzes and a community so you can share your stories and remember that you're not alone. Amazing. I love that so much. Thank you. I challenge everybody right now to take a screenshot of this video. Uh, or this podcast, tag Nicole, tag me in it so we see it. And what I want you to do is share your best tip for uh, getting out of burnout, because we would love to read it, because when you teach something, you get to learn it twice. So thanks for being on. It's a twofer. I know. <laughs> Thank you. Want to double your brain speed and memory power? If you'd like to learn rapidly and get ahead faster, I'd like to give you my brand new Quick Brain Accelerator program. You will discover exactly what I teach my clients to learn, read, and remember anything in half the time. There is no charge. It's my gift to you for being one of our subscribers. That's kwikbrain.com. Growing up struggling with learning challenges from a childhood brain injury, it's been my life's mission to help you have your very best brain so you can win more every single day. Now, want more quick brain? Here are four ways to fast track your results and lock in what you just learned into your long-term memory. Remember fast, F-A-S-T. The F stands for Facebook. You're not alone on this journey. I invite you to join our free private online group. There you can connect with me, your fellow brain lovers, links to resources, and even submit your questions for me to answer in future episodes. Go to quickbrain.com. That's K-W-I-K brain.com. The A stands for apply. Act on what you learned today. Remember, knowledge is not power, it's potential power. It only becomes power when you use it. So use what you just learned. The S stands for subscribe. Don't miss the next episode and other free brain training. And finally, the T stands for teach. You want to learn faster now? The key is to lock it in right away by teaching it to someone else. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. Here's a simple way to do that. Leave a review on iTunes. Leave a review with your biggest takeaway from this episode. You could also post and share this podcast on your social media. It helps us spread our mission of building better, brighter brains. And of course, tag us so our team could properly thank you. Hashtag quick brain, K-W-I-K brain. Mine is at Jim Quick, K-W-I-K. 
on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So, what does FAST stand for? Facebook, apply, subscribe, teach. I'll see you in our next episode of Quick Brain. Until then, remember, you are faster and smarter than you think. I hope you're enjoying this episode. And if you want to go deeper with many of these authors that we have on our podcast, these experts, I want to invite you to join our Quick Success program. This is our monthly lives that I do, where I teach something brand new that we haven't taught before, answer your burning questions. And also we have something that people have been requesting for many years, a quick book club. This is your limitless book club where every single month we read a book together, uh, like a book provided by this author. And then we get the author to come online and join us for a one hour uh, share, going deeper in these strategies, how to put them into practice. Uh, I share my five tips for how to memorize things out of these books. Many people want to read a book a month or build up to that. And this would be the program. So if you want to join, just go to quicksuccess.com and get your spot and join us live and get to meet these authors very uh, up close and personal. And uh, back to the episode.